Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Glory be to the name of the Lord. It's good to see everyone. All right, so this month um, we are going to be studying on, we started on Wednesday actually, on God's guidance, God's leadership um, that he has for us. See, God wants all of us to experience his very best. But to experience his very best, we have to be willing to follow his leading. The Bible says in Psalm 23 verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And thank you, Lord Jesus. It's when we follow his leading and his guidance, that's what brings us into his very best. And sometimes the way that seems like the right way may not be the right way. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, it says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but the way, let's read that, Proverbs 16, verse 25. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And he repeats it verbatim in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Sometimes the way that seems like the right way may not be the right way. And so it's following God's leading, that's what makes the difference. And every one of us needs his leading. Do you know that um, on 9-11, and 9-11 here is, is, is coming up here shortly, uh, it's only a day or so, uh, a day away, but do you know that on 9-11, um, some people that um, were in those towers, they got up that day and they felt a leading. One pastor, his church was very close in, in that area. He did, he did not lose one member. One of the members got up in the morning and they felt that today they shouldn't go to work. They should just call in. So they missed the whole episode <laughs> by God's grace. So sometimes, I mean, don't call in every day with no reason. <laughs> but the point is, be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit when he leads. Another person in San Francisco, um, a, a bridge collapsed there uh, a while back, and they, they left work normally, and the route that they would normally take to go home, that very day they felt a leading to use another route. And the time that the collapse happened, they would have been there, but they missed the whole thing. So it's very important that we yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 10 Verse 4, he says that, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And so it's very important that we yield to the leading of the Lord, because we live in a, in, in a, in a very dark world. Psalm 78, Psalm 74, verse 20 the Bible says that, it says, have respect to the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the hands of cruelty. Dark places of the earth. And then 1 John 5, 19, he says that the whole world lies in wickedness, in darkness. So it's very important that we yield to the leading of the Lord. And also when the children of Israel left Egypt, God was bringing them into the promised land that he had for them. But notice what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, 
Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 9, he says that for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in a wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. Let me, I, I like it from the classic in James. Let me, let me read, switch, switch to that. He says that, verse 10, he found him in a desert, desert land and in a waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. Notice very carefully. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up her nest, flattering over her young, spreads up above her wings, takes them, and bears them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields. He, and he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock, butter of kine and milk of sheep with fat of lambs and rams of the bread of Bashan and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat and thou didst drink the pure blood of the grape. The Lord alone did lead him. And God has a destination for each and every one of us, a promised land, so to speak. But like these people, to enter that place, we must allow the Lord to lead us. You see, the eagle, he references, he references that here, thank you, Lord, in, in verse 12. But you see, the eagle doesn't, it just flows with the wind. And the, for us, the Holy Spirit is the wind. And as we yield to the Holy Spirit, we will end up where he wants us to be. I said we will end up where he wants us to be. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. He says the Lord alone led him. Not economic pressures. Not the prevailing circumstances around or being led by, by your side. He says the Lord alone led him. And that's what makes the difference. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may we allow God to lead us in our decision making. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 27. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice this, Proverbs 27. Mark these verses. Don't let them get away from you. It says, as a bird that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. So God has created us to be wonders on the earth but when you wander from your place, you become a wanderer. So instead of being a wanderer, now you are a wanderer. You will not be a wanderer in Jesus' name. Amen. And so many times we make decisions based on what we see or based on the surrounding circumstances. But the sure guide for us when we have to be, make decisions and God's sure God's sure process or what he has provided for us to lead us is his word. Psalm 119, thank you Lord Jesus. Psalm 119 verse 105 the Bible says 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. Your word, God's word, primarily is how he leads us. What must I do to be saved? We must repent. It's in, it's in the word of God. What's, what must I do to live a healthy life? It's in his word. What must I do to be prosperous? It is in his word. You cannot be saved without repenting. You cannot live a healthy life without yielding to the word of God. You cannot prosper by, by not yielding to God's ways of giving and receiving. It's all in the word of God. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, I'm just laying the foundation here. This is uh, lay, just laying the foundation and, and then we'll keep going. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So many times we want to experience, and so many times people are frustrated. We want to experience God's best, but we don't want to listen to his word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So I pray that you will see the Bible as a most reliable guide so that you will not experience failure. We talked about this, that, 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 that God's word is like our GPS. Uh, some people cannot get anywhere without GPS. And without the GPS, uh, Will not be able to, some people will not be able to find their way. It's very, very difficult. Before GPS, there were physical maps. You have to look at the map and then look here, look here, look here, look here, look here. Why? You want to get to the right destination. And so he's saying that his word is a guide to us. And I pray in the name of Jesus. And none of us, every one of us, if we, the Bible talks about the fact that in, in Psalm 100, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 3, that we are the sheep of his pasture. All of us. We are the sheep of his pasture. So it is leading, it says, let's read it. Psalm 100, verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. Anybody here who made themselves? Or anybody you made yourself? No, 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 no. He made us. And we are his people and the sheep. Of his pasture. And every sheep requires the shepherd to lead and to guide. He leads on the path of security. He leads on the path that leads us to honor. He leads us on the path that helps us to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our lives. And I pray in the name of Jesus. That if you live long before Jesus Christ comes, or if you live before Jesus Christ comes, you leave this before Jesus Christ comes, you will not live a life of regrets. But when you get to the end, you will say, thank God I came. Thank God I gave God my very best. Thank God I live for God. I serve God and I serve humanity the best, very best way that I knew how. And I've lived a very satisfied life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So being led by God is part of our heritage. 
We are the sheep of his pasture. It's part, being guided by the Lord is part of our walk with the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So that is the first thing we need to establish. Psalm 29 verse 3 talks about the voice of the Lord. Psalm 29 verse 3 says that the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. He must continue to remain our shepherd for us to make the most of our journey. Very crucial. Very important. The promised land was where God was had destined for them. But not everybody en en entered the promised land. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 13 verse 17. Mark these verses. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says, then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. That God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near. For God said. Lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. There was a shorter route. It would have taken them about 11 days. But God said, no, no, we have, let's, let's go this route. Because he knew the, he knew the people. If they see war, the, I mean, the very next day, say, let's go back to Egypt. So sometimes, when we are following his leading, uh, we may not understand everything. And so sometimes, we like to take shortcuts. <laughs> but those shortcuts sometimes can bring people down and it can be dangerous. If you don't know, um, ask Abraham. He went to Egypt. He got Hagar and so many problems. Try to help God. Sometimes we try to lead ourselves. And we try to take things, matters into our own hand. And it causes heartaches. It was a shot around, but God knew what he was doing. Imagine, I mean, for, for instance, take the life of Joseph. When his brothers sold him into, into the land of Egypt, it took him 13 years before eventually he became second in command to Pharaoh. But imagine at some point within those 13 years, he said he was going to go back to uh, his house or his family, um, and he went there before their time, before his time. Imagine what they would have thought to him. Some of them would have fainted to start with. They would be surprised to see him. Or they would have killed him completely. So sometimes God's time is not our time. And it's good to follow God's leading, God's perfect timing. That's what makes the difference. Numbers chapter 9, verse 15. The Bible says that now on that day, on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. From evening until morning, it was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. So it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, 
After that, the children of Israel will journey. And in the place where the clouds settled, there the children of Israel will pitch their tents. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel will journey. And at the command of the Lord, they will come. As long as the clouds stayed above the tabernacle, they remain and come. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the child of the Lord and did not journey. So it was when the cloud was above the, the tabernacle a few days, according to the command of the Lord, they will remain encamped. And according to the command of the Lord, they will journey. So it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they will journey. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud was taken up, they will journey. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year, when the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel will remain encamped and not journey, but when it was taken up, then they will journey. Do you see that? Very interesting. <laughs> Sometimes when the clouds say, God will go ahead and clear stuff ahead of them, and then they will move. But whether it's a day, a month, or a full year, two days, it doesn't matter. They were just following God's leading. <coughs> Till they eventually got to the promised land. So, so it is with us. The step that looks like the right step might not be the right step. So it's good to always check with God. And follow his leading and his guidance. And when you do that, sooner or later, you will end up at the place that God has destined for you. And I see you in the place where God has destined for you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 48, verse 21. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 48, verse 21. It says, and they did not thirst when he led them through the desert. He caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock and the waters gushed out. Think about this. When God was leading them, the desert place, he provided water for them. The desert place, they had his provision. When you are following God's plan, we'll get to that here shortly, you enjoy God's provision. God goes ahead of you and removes the barriers. When he is leading, very, very, very important. One day, they will stay. Two days, they will stay. One month, they will stay. A year. But sometimes we like to follow our own way. God, are you, are you there? Hello, hello? Can you hear me? He hasn't changed. He's still the same. The first thing to realize is that being led by God is part of our heritage. God has redeemed us to reign on the earth. Genesis chapter 17, verse 5. Genesis chapter 17, verse 5. He says, no longer... Shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham. 
For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I'll make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Kings shall come from you. And the Bible says, and I will establish my covenant between you and your descendants after you in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. So God's plan and God's purpose is that the covenant that he had with Abraham in our generation, you will also reign as a king and as a priest. As it is this day. After you in their generation, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, that look, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and as according to the promise, so the same covenant, the same promise, applies to us now. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12, he says that he has saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and we know that we are joined as with jesus christ so these sevenfold blessings belong to us one power riches wisdom strength honor glory blessing this is our inheritance in christ but are we living up to our potential and then he goes on to say, verse 9 to 10, he says, and this, Revelation 5, 9, he says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you are slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign in education. We shall reign in business. We shall reign in every sphere of life. Kings and priests. Kings will come out of you. But how do I actualize this potential in my life? It starts with following his leading and his guidance every day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's very costly sometimes when you miss his direction. Like I said, one of his primary ways of leading us is through his word. And just simple, simple instructions of following his word will avoid a lot of heartaches. For instance, you take a, a single lady that wants to get married and they say, oh, I found this person that I want to marry, but this person is not a Christian. But I love him. Oh, he's not a Christian. He's my hero. He's not a Christian. He's my knight on a, uh, in a shining armor on a horse. He's not a Christian. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, just that verse, 6.14, that do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. 
That's the light of God's word. So just by walking in the light of that word will save this sister a lot of headache. He says, but I'll, I'll get him saved. Can you save anybody? Yourself? No, 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 you can't. A person is marrying an obstacle. <laughs> so simple, simple instructions. And when we follow his word, uh, we, we are making the right choice. It can be very costly sometimes. Let's take, for instance, Jonah. God tells him to go and speak to the children of Nineveh. Then he goes in the opposite direction. <laughs> Heads for Tarsus. You ask him how he felt when he was in the belly of the fish. Not a pleasant experience. Gastric juices, so many juices all over him. Then he began to pray. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God God has mercy on us. <laughs> he cried out to God. But you ask him the cost of not following God's direction. You tell you, if he was here and was preaching this morning, you say, hey, please, don't make the same mistake that I did. God had mercy on me and, and, and cast me out of the, the belly of the fish. Man, when he got to Nineveh, the guy was on fire. When he preached, with the whole town, the whole city, they got started fasting. One day, he was running through. And the whole city was saved. Sometimes when you, I mean, if, if God were to open our eyes to see how many people are crying in hell right now, well, our lives would be different. Remember that story? The person was crying, please send somebody from here to tell my brothers. You preach differently. You live your life differently. You warn people. But ignoring God's direction can be very costly. Notice what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 2. Mark these verses, verse 16. He says that also the people of North and Tafanes have broken the crown of your head. Have you not brought this on yourself? In that you are forsaking the Lord, your God, when, you let, when he led you in the way. You are forsaking the Lord. You are brothers on yourself. When he led you in the way. Hmm. Key issue. Isaiah 42, verse 22. Isaiah 42, verse 22. He says that, but this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes, and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for a prey, and no one delivers, and no one says, restore. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will listen and hear for the time to come? Who gave Jacob for plunder and Israel to the robbers? Was it not the Lord, he against whom we have sinned, for they will not walk in his ways, nor were they obedient to his law. Therefore his anger, he has poured on him the fury of his anger, the strength of battle, he has set on, 
on, on fire all around, and yet he did not know, and he burned them, and yet he did not take it to heart. But notice, they would not walk in his ways, nor were they obedient to his law. It is very costly. It is very costly. I pray in the name of Jesus, like Jesus testified in John chapter 8, 29, that I will live to please the Father. May that be your testimony. That you live to please God. One day, in the, book of, in the book of Judges, thank you Lord Jesus. He says that these people, Joshua chapter 9, they encountered the Gibeonites. And when they encountered the Gibeonites, they did not. The Bible says that the Gibeonites brought, they were very close to them. But they brought provisions, moldy bread. Joshua chapter 9 verse 14. He says, Then the men of Israel took some of their provision, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. So Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the rulers of the congregation swore to them. They did not ask counsel of the Lord. And so many times, that's where the issue is. We take a step without asking counsel of the Lord. You enter into a business partnership, you invest your money some way, somehow, but you didn't, did not, do not ask counsel of the Lord. And a few days they found out, oh, they were neighbors. Sometimes people judge just by feeling, by the sight. The only person that did that, Jacob, Judged by the feeling, by his feeling, he missed it. Don't judge by the feelings of by your feelings. Sometimes someone will say, "Oh, um, so, this, this are some interesting ones we, we hear sometimes." Someone will say, "Oh, the last time when I asked you to give me twenty dollars, because you didn't give me twenty dollars, instead of going to the person and trying to resolve it, you'll now say." I feel led by the Spirit of God that you are not supposed to be my friend anymore. <laughs> All of a sudden, they are being led by the Spirit of God to not be their friend anymore. When in reality, it was God, they got hurt so bad when they didn't get that $20 from them. Hey, my God, mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. What are some of the benefits that accompany when we receive guidance and directions from the Lord? One, God, we are guaranteed the presence of God when we follow his leading, when we follow his guidance. Psalm 114, Psalm 114, verse 1, he says that, when Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. Verse 3, the sea saw it and fled, Jordan turned back, the mountains skipped like rams, the little hills like lambs. What else you all see that you fled, O Jordan, that you turned back? O mountains that you skipped like rams, O little hills like lambs. Verse 7, 
Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. When God leads, he says the mountains were moved, the hills kept, the impossible situations become possible. Every impossible situation before you gets turned around because you are guaranteed the presence of God when he is leading. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, maybe like, like it says in Jeremiah, you refuse his leading. But as you make an adjustment and you align your life with the will of God, I pray in the name of Jesus, any mountain, any difficulty, any impossible situation, may God help you in Jesus' mighty name. His presence. His presence. His presence. His presence. His presence. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. He says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? When God is with you, when God is leading, no one can be against you. Because his presence is what makes the difference. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Two, when God directs. When God leads, it leads to open doors. It leads to miracles. Impossible doors are open. Psalm 24. Psalm 24, verse 7, he says, Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king, I love this, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. The gates are lifted up. The mountains are removed. Because God is leading, because the God's presence is with you. What are the benefits? What are the wonders that accompany his directions? Three, our enemies are rendered helpless. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, verse 24. He says that the Lord of hosts has sworn saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purpose, so shall it stand, that I will break the Assyrian in my land, and on my mountains strain him underfoot, that his yoke shall be removed from them, and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is the purpose that purposes against the whole head, and this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purpose, and who will acknowledge his hand is stretched out and who will turn it back? Nobody can turn it back. Nobody. Nobody can turn it back. When he leads, your enemies, doesn't matter. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me 
in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me regardless of the enemies. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of your, my life. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life when you are following God regardless of the enemies around. Who cares about the enemies when God is with you? Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we must always follow his leading, his presence. I like the life of David uh, in, the, in, in, in this regard, where every time he got to a place where he wasn't sure, he will, he will inquire of God. You see that phrase repeatedly, David inquired of the Lord. David asked, God, what should I do? First Samuel chapter 23, First Samuel chapter 23, notice this account. He says, then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kilia, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? He was a very experienced man of war. And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Kilia. But David's men said to him, And these people are always around. Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Kilia against the enemies of the Philistines? So there is always that contrary voice. I mean, here we are in this place, and right here we are afraid Then we should go and take enemy territory. David, I'm not sure you heard from God. <laughs> I'm, I don't think so. God didn't say anything. But notice this man. Verse 4. Then David inquired of the Lord once again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Kilia, for I will deliver the Philistine into your hand. I didn't ask them again. Notice what they did next. Verse 5. And David and his men went to Kilia and fought with the Philistines, struck them, them with a mighty blow, and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Kilia. When God speaks, when God, every time you have to make a decision, ask yourself, what does the word of God say? Once he was sure, he didn't ask the people again. Your opinion doesn't count. We are going to take their place. That God says, go, we are going. Before you take a step, inquire. David was like that. David inquired of the Lord. In the natural, the people are saying, look, we are afraid. Yeah, no, this is not the time. We shouldn't go. No, 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 no. Let me go check again. Once he was sure, forget a voice of every, of, 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 of every contrary voice. That does not align with the word of God. He went and sure enough. He saved the inhabitants of that city. I don't know the battles that you are confronted with. The challenges that you are going through. But the, just heed the word of the Lord. Heed the word of the Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus. So how does God lead? Through his word and by his spirit. And you see, the Old Testament, they didn't have 
the Holy Spirit living in them like we do now. We have an advantage. Number one, he, I mean, another way he leads us to, if, you see, like, take this job. You have, let's say you have two job offers. You have a decision to make, who to marry. You have a business decision. Those are not written explicitly in the Bible, in, in black and white. So that's where we depend on the Holy Spirit. But even when the Holy Spirit leads, uh, he will not lead you in contrary, contrary to, it, to, to the general principles of God's word. So notice Romans chapter 8, verse 14. He says, thank you, Lord. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons or children of God. As sons of God. Verse 16, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and join us with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified with Him. So, this inner witness is God's primary way of leading us. Like, for instance, how do you know you are saved? You just know it. You know, if, if you are genuinely a child of God, uh, no one can beat it out of you. You just know it. That's what he's talking about. The Spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. You just know it. So when you have to make a decision, this is very important. We are talking about how God leads. You pray about it, but you know in your heart, we talked about this on us, sometimes you'll have peace. Sometimes you'll not have peace. But you will know in your heart that this is the decision. You just know it. You cannot explain it, but you just know that this is the right step to take. Or don't take that step. Like somebody like we were talking about earlier that's got up early in the morning and said, today I'm not going in. He might not have all the, some way, somehow, he knows in his heart that this is not the, this is the step to take today. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It's in the Old Testament, they didn't have... Um, the Holy Spirit living in them like we do now. So they had to go to the prophet to seek for guidance. But in the New Testament, there's, there's a, a little bit of a switch. If someone gives you a guidance, a prophetic work or anything, it has to bear witness with you in your spirit first. The prophet confirms what you already have. Very important. We are led primarily by the Spirit of God. And then the prophet will confirm what God has spoken to us. Spoken to us. We'll get into that a little bit more later uh, as we go along. We see that in the life of, of Paul. But, but the Spirit himself, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we 
are the children of God. And the Holy Spirit has been sent to lead and to guide us. And then obviously we have, we have pastors that have been set in place to counsel us, help us, guide us, lead us along, along the right path. But like David, like Jesus, we constantly go to the Father and we say, Lord, I want my life to please you. I want to live my life to the full and to the maximum. Even Jesus was not exempt from that. John chapter 5 verse 30 says, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Yeah, the baby agrees with me. <laughs> I don't seek my own will, but the will of the Father. I always do those things that please the Father. I pray this will be your heart. I pray this will be our heart. That Lord, I live to please you. Lord, my life is in your hands. You will not make a shipwreck of your life in Jesus' name. You will not make a shipwreck of your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you are committed to following, God is committed to leading. I'll repeat it again. If you are committed to following, God is committed to leading. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you are committed to following, God is committed to leading. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. All your way. Not some of it. Let's say, oh, this area, Lord, I'll ask you. But when it comes to this area, stay out of it. No, 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 no. In all your ways, trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I see God leading you and guiding you in the name of Jesus. I see God showing you the way to go. I talk about that time when I had a choice to do to, to, to engineering jobs. Comparable. I said, let me pray about this. I pray, and I got that leading in my heart. Take this one. Don't take this one. And the one that I didn't take, three months later, it laid off a bunch of people. And if I had been there, I'd be one of them. I dodged that one. 
In all your ways. In all your ways. In all your ways. In all your ways. Acknowledge it. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.